0: Hey folks, welcome to the Adventure Sports Podcast. Today, we are talking to J.T. Frank. Uh, J.T. is a friend of mine from Athletic Brewing. He's one of our ambassadors. He's obviously so much more than that, but he's also an ambassador in the program. And by the way, it is the 26th of December. Uh, Merry Christmas to everyone that celebrated it yesterday. If you don't celebrate Christmas, happy, you know, whatever you celebrate. If you don't celebrate anything, well... I hope you had a great day yesterday, uh, but today is the day after Christmas, and we're talking to JT Frank because uh, th- th- this episode is interesting. You know, JT hosts a podcast and, and owns a nonprofit with the same name called The Consequence of Habit, and it's all about helping people build healthy habits because essentially habits are your life. Um, you know, my, one of my biggest habits is getting up and making coffee every day. It's a big part of my life. Uh, do, doing the same things, those, those accumulation of habits become essentially who we are and it can go good and it can be bad. There's plenty of bad habits out there. And with the new year coming up, I know a lot of us are thinking about maybe the next adventure we want to go on or what kind of habits we want to build into this year or what kind of changes we want to make. And I figured this would just be a really uh, good conversation, low-key conversation about uh, JT's journey how he got to this point, how he started this nonprofit, and the power of different kinds of habits and how to have better habits. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. This is, by the way, a conversation from my other podcast through Athletic Brewing called Without Compromise. Um, Athletic Brewing is my day job, non-alcoholic craft beer. Great people there. We get a lot of guests that kind of are on both shows. And yeah, if you're, if you're not, you know, a part of it already, we are doing a thing called give dry a try where you don't drink alcohol for the month of January. A lot of people do it naturally. It's often called dry January. Um, If you want to give it a shot, let me know. I'm going to be doing it. I do that every January and every October just to give my body a break from any alcohol I drink and uh, just to start the year off on a, on a good foot, right foot. So uh, cheers to uh, a new year, cheers to uh, a Merry Christmas or whatever you celebrate, and yeah, let's hear this conversation. All right, folks, today we are talking to J.T. Frank, a long, long-standing Athletic Brewing Ambassador. I didn't even look up the date that you you got brought on the team, but it's been it's been since I can remember. I don't have the longest memory though, Gase. But do you do you know when you were brought on the team? Uh,
1: no. On it's been it's been a couple of years. My my relationship with Athletic um spans probably about three years, three and a half years, and pretty pretty soon after I I quit drinking and you know back then you I could like you know text Bill. And like this is this is this is the uh, the type of growth you guys have had, but but back then, uh, the actual ambassador. It's probably been about it's probably been about two and a half three years.
0: Where did you grow up? Where's home for you? And uh, take us through like your introduction into um, the military.
1: Yeah, so I grew up uh, most of my life in New York, not in the city, about an hour outside the city, in a in a place called Orange County, New York, uh, town of Middletown, and. Uh, in high school, I moved up to uh, the Pocono Mountains in Pennsylvania, and that's where I graduated high school. Uh, I started college in Scranton, Pennsylvania, for a little bit, um, and it was—I I quickly realized that I was not ready to to be on my own in, in college. Um, so that was short-lived. Uh, I didn't do a whole lot of schooling. I was just working at bike shops and and uh, just partying a lot. Just. And there, I knew something that changed my life. So I, one day just went down the recruiter and, and was exploring it. And both my, my father and my grandfather were military and, uh, I just started, I think before I knew it, it wasn't, you know, a lot of people, they talk about this patriot, patriotic reason that they, they joined. And, um, that's not necessarily my story, uh, but, but it was, it was a way to, to do something for at least four years of my life and look like I'm making some type of forward progress um, so yeah, it was in Scranton, Pennsylvania. I, 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 enlisted in, in the the air force. So this is going back, we're, we're going back to 95. So,
0: so, so what were those first few, four years? Like I, it led to more like an entire career, but w- what were some of those early years? What were you learning about the military and the life of, of being in this world?
1: I, I've said it before, Mason, it, I don't, I don't know if it's saying it saved my life is uh, probably a bit of an overstatement. Um, but you know, you, you come to crossroads in your life and you, you either go left or right. And that just happened to be by chance. I went in that direction and it was everything that I needed. Uh, not just during that time. I ended you know, I, get, I, I was in for five years. I get out and uh, again, I quickly realized that, that I need certain things in my life, but, but at that, that point in my life, I needed structure. I needed to be held accountable, not ADHD and, uh, and a, and a late bloomer, right? So you add those two things. And, and I think my, my prefrontal cortex is, is that of right now, like a 25 year old I'm 47. So I was, I was behind the curve. So it was exactly right. And I excelled. I did really well in the military. I, I, uh, in those environments, I do, I do well. It was just at that time I found if I was left on my own, uh, that, I was on the opposite. I, I, I tended to self-destruct. So uh, military taught me, it taught me discipline. It taught me again, how to, you know, how not just to hold other people accountable, but hold myself accountable. I forgot that lesson a couple of times throughout my life, but, but uh, I'll say this one thing that's great about the military is in the world of, you know, in society, we separate each other for, for whatever whether that's our tax bracket, the uh, the color of our skin our sexual orientation, all of these different things, the military is a great way of bringing people together and having a shared goal. And you have no choice, but to interact with people that you are um, not necessarily used to being around. And, and it's, I think it was really helpful in, in developing just ways to communicate with people and and get along with people. And uh, those are skills that, that, I think I carry care for the rest of my life so far.
0: Was that hard to replicate on the outside? You know, just having that shared goal. I mean, it it seems to be a common thing that a lot of veterans go through is like just replicating the the purpose of the lifestyle into civilian life.
1: I completely self-destructed. Like it was a train wreck when I got out. I mean, I got out and I thought I had it all figured out. Right. That that was part of the the problem of being in this system and then doing really well in this system and then confusing myself with I've got every, all this this life thing kind of figured out and then being kind of just I'm gonna say left on my own because I'm the one who decided to get out but just getting out not having a purpose not having the camaraderie not having the accountability and I was living out in in Sacramento California I moved to just north of Sacramento in a town called Auburn and um, <clears throat> yeah it wasn't pretty yeah it was it was. Uh, it was a really tough time. I call it my, my vision quest. That was my year of of kind of what I consider rock bottom um, in a lot of different ways. And and uh, it led to me literally, Mason, I'm not joking, selling pretty much everything I had uh, at a pawn shop and loading everything I could into a Jeep Wrangler. Uh, to I, I sold my back seats, Mason. That's how bad it was. I, I, I sold the back seats. My, my Jeep Wrangler loaded everything. Into it. And, um, and and
0: those are not known for having a lot of storage, by the way. No, 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 no,
1: no. This isn't, this is, this is, a, this is like a 1995 Jeep Wrangler. Uh, <laughs> I got my dog in there and a bunch of stuff and, and headed out of town and drove across, uh, went from Sacramento to near Scranton, PA. So, um, yeah. So, it taught me a lot, but but it also, you know, like I said, there's a harsh reality of, of getting out and then really struggling with that and finding myself over a period of time, um, uh, needing that structure again in my life. And that's, that led into me being a, a forest ranger and, and, you know, different aspects of being a first responder, uh, working for the government. And, and, uh, and that's where I find myself today.
0: You know, it, I, I know the pay is a little different, but it reminds me of the stories of, uh, professional athletes when they get out of the, you know, it's, you go from a stadium filled with 60,000 people cheering for you to, you know you're just a normal person now. Now you have this legacy and you have the, the remnants of it in your home a lot of times, but the, you, you can't replicate that, the locker room, the, the coming out on the field and all that. And I'm sure besides the pay, like I said, it's very similar to the military in the sense of purpose and goal.
1: Yeah. I mean, I found myself like at a bar, like, you know, I've been out for eight months and, and I remember mean, like uncle Rico of just reminiscing <laughs> about my, my, my time and to be honest with you my time in is it's and it's very hard to even compare to the people uh that serve now Is my listen i got out in 2000 the world was you know pre-9-11 military is another animal right so i i I look back and go boy i sure had it good like i think about all experiences man i traveled the world i was I hiked mountains in turkey I, i just did i did amazing amazing things and uh, you don't sometimes you just don't realize what you have, which, especially at that age, right? The grass is always greener. I'm gone, man, this plate, this sucks. And in retrospect, I look back and even on my bad assignments, they I, they are some of the most cherished memories I, I, I have for sure.
0: Wow. Rock bottom driving across the country in your Jeep and your dog. Um, when did it start to turn around? When did you start to feel that? you had that purpose back and tell us this too. Cause I, I feel there's a lot of people probably maybe in a lesser way since in that, maybe in a similar way, was it immediate or was it a slow progression back to uh, a stable life?
1: Oh no. So it, it well, it, it started with uh, my, with my now wife, right? So I started, I started dating my, my now wife and, and um <clears throat> she she had a a child who's, who's now my, my daughter as well. And, and that, you know, that, that purpose of living for something other than yourself, um, that's something I, I, kind of needed as well. Uh, and no, this, this progression, first of all, I want to say, I don't have it figured out, but the progression of, of change, uh, is been extremely slow. Uh, you know, we, we, on my podcast, I talk a lot about alcohol and, and, and that, that transformation didn't happen until 2019. Right. So now I was married in 2003. So, so, uh, there were certain positive aspects of my life that, that kept me grounded, but, uh, realizing that the positive change n- needed to be made in my life, that, that was, that's a slow, slow journey that, um, that we're, you know, still working on today.
0: You know, I, I've told this story before, but my dad was a heavy drinker, heavy drinker when right before I was born and i don't know if i've to actually told the story on the podcast but my dad found out that my mom was pregnant with me and he had a beer in his hand and he was an alcoholic and he goes oh my gosh i got to get my life together i'm <laughs> young they're they're super like 20 21 and uh he's like i i can't be living like this and have a kid so he had a beer in his hand he set it down on a payphone never touched alcohol again but he loved beer so he drank non-alcoholic beer my whole life. So when the opportunity with Athletic came along, it was like, oh, yeah, I know about this idea. This, I've, there's been duels in my fridge for 30 years, you know, so or not my fridge, but my dad's fridge. And it's always in the truck, um, you know, because because uh, he just keep it in the back of the truck for work and you could because you could drink it at work. Um, and so it's always been around. And so what's cool is that, you know, I have brothers with medical issues. My dad doesn't drink and I still enjoy beer. Uh, but it's something we can all have together and no one has to worry about anything. Um, but for you, for, so for him, it was a moment. It was a moment. He was like, it's over. I can't do this every And he has it. What was it like for you?
1: Uh, it wasn't one thing. I, I mean, I, I've talked to a lot of people about this and and I, most people who have an issue and this doesn't have to be alcohol. This could literally be anything. And I think that's, that's something I'd like to just dive into after this. But um, you know, if I was honest with myself, I'm like, I knew, what the way i did things i drink more than than most people do uh and and that that doesn't fit into a regular i should say not regular because that's that's a bad word uh the traditional thing that we think of somebody with the drinking problem right you didn't see me slurring you didn't see me i didn't have a dui and that's probably more luck than anything um there but but i knew deep down that um that, that that I drank too much. And even going back to kids, like I grew up in a house that drank, like that was the norm. I saw it every single day. And uh, that was reinforced with the military. And that's one of the things I'm passionate about, talking about is is as great as the military is, as many great habits you will learn. There's some that maybe don't serve people long-term. Uh, but but I, I you know, if I spent more than two seconds thinking about that I was teaching my kids the same thing that I was taught, right. This blueprint of how to be an adult, uh, that, uh, that I wouldn't think about too long cause that stung too much. Right. And I found that I just made these decisions throughout my life. Like every, every major bad decision I was tracing back to this, this thing. <laughs> I was like, I've run this experiment a lot of times and the outcome seems to, uh, hold true almost every time. So, um, I tried it more than once, but there was just one time that I was, I was coming home on a, um, from a work trip. And I said, that's it. Uh, that was, uh, February 3rd of 2019. And, and I was, that was the last time I, um, I had a drink and yeah.
0: Let's take a quick message break and hear from the folks that helped make this show possible. That is plenty of that for now. Let's get back into the episode. It seems like so many things was attached to that, to where it's like when that domino fell in the sense of like personal progress, all these other dominoes started falling too. You find that a lot with like, you know, I got I got a lot I need to change about my life or a lot that I want to change, but you, you know, it's, it's really overwhelming. You think about doing it all at once. But if you find that one thing that everything's really, really attached to or at least connected to in a way, you can get a lot done just eliminating that one step. So it it sounds like that was for you, the the big thing you needed to focus on.
1: Yeah, yeah, it it was. And then it was also the further you make distance from something like that, the more you start to realize you can you can pinpoint or at least um, spot the reasons you start doing stuff you know, you start examining and and we don't have to get into like what a 12 step, but but it's something that probably everyone should go through because you start realizing like, hey, I look at my phone more when I'm not, when I'm uncomfortable, or I have more road rage when I had a crappy day at work or, or whatever. And you start to connect these things. Um, and that's where this kind of idea of examining our habits, looking at the things we do on a daily basis and going, hey, is this something that's bring me closer to this version of myself that I, uh, I like, or, or is it the opposite? Because, you know, something I talked about with even with the alcohol is like, we have this vision of ourselves as what we think we are, we are portraying or even uh, what we're putting out to the world, but, but they, they they don't always fall in line with the reality of how we're feeling. Right. So um, trying to make those two align as much as possible is probably, uh, have been a helpful exercise and I think what's, that's, uh, been part of this process. Yeah. But, but to answer the question, yes, that was the first step. And then from that, a lot of things have just kind of, uh, come along with it.
0: That's awesome, man. You know, you've mentioned it a few times and, and, and people heard about it in the intro, but consequence of habit, that's kind of your, your whole thing, your podcast, nonprofit, uh, it's a giant metal sign that's behind you right now on the wall. That's really cool. I think like a listener made that for you. Looks awesome. I've got a, uh, a couple things. I've got a t-shirt with it. Oh, I should have worn the t-shirt today. I could lie and say it's underneath its jacket, but it's not. It's another athletic brewing shirt. Um, <laughs> but tell us about that idea. Cause it started with the phrase first. When did that, when did you just start seeing the pattern of the consequence of habit, which is a long-term thing, just like you were talking about before.
1: Yeah. Um, all right. So, so to back up, I, I'd been doing a, a podcast for a beverage company called Kilcliff, and it's it's kind of in the, the the CrossFit world, and fantastic company. They were great to me. They helped me set up this studio that I'm in now. And uh, but then COVID happened. This kind of fell through. And I'm and I'm there's a lot of people kind of. I, I'm not saying anything that people don't know, but, but COVID was tough on people. And there's a lot of people within, even within drinking that were kind of suffering through those, those, uh, during that time. And I wasn't working a bunch just because of the pandemic. And I had this studio and I'm like, man, I'm just going to talk about like the, the, our habits and the consequences. Cause I've felt both, both sides of it. And, and that's something we don't think about that much. You don't think about the positive consequences of our habits. Um, so I just got on got on the mic and i started this this project and i came up with the name consequence of habit and I, and I quickly found out that i ran out of material to to talk i mean i can only talk about my nobody wants to hear you know one person's story too much so i had a couple just kind of intros on, on my story and then i just started sending out messages to other people fully expecting all of them to say no and gradually more and p- more people started saying yes and and i didn't want it to be just about drinking because i think what what habits talking about habits does is it levels the playing field really for everyone because i don't care if it's you're your, this high functioning entrepreneur that that gets up at 4 does their 100 burpees meditates journals or your or, or your, your person that's suffering with alcohol or or, or you know drug misuse issue uh, we, we all share this thing this habit habits like the most woke thing in the world right like it doesn't care what you're where you're from color, any of these things, right? So, uh, and people do would just tell, tell me about their journey. And I would have some people that, that had had, had these great habits from the time they were young and, and they're doing unbelievable things. And, and then I had other people that were on the verge of death and then have gone on to, to, uh, start examining their habits, make these positive changes and are doing just unbelievable things. So, uh, it, it quickly became bigger than me. And it was more of a platform for people to come on and, and tell their stories. And then, um, hopefully inspire some other people to, to make some, some changes uh, in their own life. About a year into that, we wanted to do more because these episodes were like, I didn't just didn't want to point people to an episode of a podcast. Uh, As great as that was, I felt like there was, we could have more impact. And that's where we looked at uh, COH as, as a, as a nonprofit and started that process with the goal of just having these workshops. And that's what we're doing now. Uh, whenever we can, we have workshops where we bring in either practitioners or experts in a particular habit. And we make it pretty much free to charge of, of people. And we go after certain audiences, but um, free to charge to, for people to sign up and come in. Like we just, two weeks ago, we did a Wim Hof breath work and cold exposure um, a workshop where this one was for veterans They came in and, and, you know, th- these are things that veterans aren't necessarily, not all of them, but not necessarily uh, accustomed to, to doing right. Like getting an ice bath and hyperventilating and thinking about, you know, mindfulness and meditation and all of these different things. And that's been, that's been an amazing experience and to give both athletic and you a a shout out with, without you guys, a lot of this stuff wouldn't be happening. I mean, I've said it on our podcast every episode, but uh, you guys have been just such a huge supporter of us and, and can't thank you enough.
0: You didn't have to say that. I'll probably cut that. No, I'm just don't. <laughs> no, man, you're you're. Well, it's so cool to see you start off with an idea, go with it, build on it. I mean, you've got a family, you've got three kids, um, a wife, a full time career, uh, and, and doing this on the side and starting this nonprofit. It's really inspiring. It's really awesome. Like I get a lot of personal inspiration from. Like, man, if JT can find the time to do this stuff, surely I can find the time to 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 do these things I want to do. Um, what have you seen in the veteran community, uh, society do well for veterans and not so well?
1: Yeah. So there's, a, there's a couple things here. <clears throat> you know, I, I mentioned connecting our, our actions with our emotions, right? Like the, and that's, like I said, like you're having road rage cause you had a bad day at work or something along those lines. I think as far as a community, one thing I remind the community, and this wasn't my experience, but, but that uh, men and women, we've been at war for over 20 years now. And there's men and women that have seen things and experienced things that as humans, we are not designed to process. And, and some people process them better uh, than others. And and I, I make the comparison to like altitude sickness um, and dealing with, with trauma. Right. So, everyone has a different threshold. Some people can walk up, uh, uh you know, they can acclimate to, to, high altitudes much quicker and not have the same effects. It's got nothing to do with toughness and it's just the way they're biologically made where other people have a lower threshold to that. And trauma is, is the same way. Um, so when we, s- the problem with people suffering uh, is that we don't always make those connections because the way they act out a lot of times are, are in an interpersonal relationship or, or you see them act out in a way that's, that's it's very hard to make those connections. Like maybe somebody's really suffering. Um, I would say that the, so just, just having some empathy and understanding that, that what a lot of these men and women have gone through is uh, beyond what, what most people are designed to be able to, to go through. Uh, the second part of that is I would say that, and this is happening, but you know, the VA was doing the best that they could to take care of people. But those, um, those treatments, uh, it's the government and, and they've done some amazing things, but there's, we're constantly coming up and with different uh, ways to, to, to re- treat people for uh, any issue dealing with, with mental health. and And I look forward to uh, different different ways of doing things that, that maybe weren't traditionally used uh, coming to the forefront and, and give, giving some people some some more relief because I, I talked to I just talked to a, a guy yesterday and, and you know people there's a lot of people really struggling out there and then trying to integrate into the civilian side and make that work has it, been a really uphill battle for for a lot of people so
0: with the show and taking it beyond that to do like actionable things, things people can get involved in. What what's on your roadmap? what are, What are you trying to do here with Consequence of Habit? Where is it going for you? Like, what what are you what are you trying to do in the long run?
1: Uh, so, in the well, first of all, I'll start off with our with our mission statement. Our our mission is to bring awareness to the impact that habits have on our, our mental health, our success, and the environment. Um, so. The bread and butter for us are these workshops. Um, we have an ambassador program now, and this is a great way to spread the word. We we just we have 21 people that are living the mission. Right, They are people that, that through their everyday actions are bringing awareness to the impact that habits have on their own life and inspiring others at the same time. Uh, we have the podcast, and, and that's, again, a platform for other people to tell their stories. Uh, but all of this is, is a way to funnel attention towards uh, us as a 501c3, and our goal is to have more workshops uh, to do this in in more than just so a lot of these things right now have been based out of the philadelphia delaware uh area uh, but we now have ambassadors all over the country and And i would that i would like to see we will have uh these opportunities for people to attend these things and, and uh, across the country um this is you know, we're, we're sympathetic to the first responder in the military community because that's where I come from, but that's mm-hmm. not, that's, that's not all. We're doing work with, with other nonprofits. Uh, we're working on something with uh, the Phoenix, um, some other recovery groups. Um, so, or just anybody. I mean, that's, I think one of the opportunities here about talking about habits is that the more we talk about it, the more we realize how much they dictate everything in our life. Like, it, the, the the richest countries in the world have the highest levels of of mental health issues the highest levels of depression suicide substance misuse issues anxiety pain and and uh you know there's a reason behind that and a lot of it is just what we're doing on a regular daily basis this this idea of always being comfortable this idea of not challenging ourselves there's just a, there's a there's a lot to it and um i just foresee coh is kind of a catalyst to, to bring awareness to that and, and hopefully just have a, a community of people kind of coming together, have this connection through a, through a, through a, you know, a shared experience and, and, and challenge. So that's, that's a long winded answer. I'm sorry, Mason.
0: Just don't do it again. Um, <laughs> tell me, tell me a story about somebody who, who who either through the show or just through some of the work you're doing changed a habit and what happened? Like what was the habit they changed and what were the, what was the consequence of it?
1: Every time that this, seems to be too much where i'm going oh man this time this is so time consuming
0: you talk about running the non-profit hosting the show i know you've got like adult and teenage kids
1: right like, you, got you got a full-time job it's a lot going on right so every time that it gets to the point where I'm i'm going i don't know if the roi on this is is you know am i is it worth it is it and then all of a sudden I'll get an email and I've, this has happened multiple times where they said, Hey, you had so-and-so on. They said, they described exactly what I'm lived through or have experienced. And I'm, uh, can you please put me in touch with this person? And, uh, And I say, no, no, I'm joking. I say, of course I go, yeah, you know, and I'll, and I'll make these, these connections and to just be the middle person on that and, and, and see these interactions go back and forth, um, has been, has made this, uh, one of the most rewarding things that I've, uh, I've ever done in my life, uh, 100%. And, um, you know i don't think i i could have continued and will continue like this is going to be my full-time job i, I mean i retire from my my nine to five job in, in uh about three and a half four years and this will be my full-time job and 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 i and i will see this through and see it grow and and i mean it's already become bigger than me but but just even be part of it um so i didn't really answer the question on a specific habit uh you know there's been a lot a lot of people will reach out hey you know i've gotten in, i've gotten into journaling i've gotten into breath work but a lot of times I feel like an, like an imposter, or you know I have imposter syndrome because I'm going, man. I mean, a lot of these people they have such better habits than I do. I'm like they should be doing this. They should be running this for sure.
0: You know uh, the the author Ryan Holiday that wrote. I mean, you know Ryan Holiday, stoicism.
1: It's a big, it's a big part of part of this is the the, the, the idea of the obstacles away.
0: Yeah, the obstacle is away. Well, I was listening to a podcast he was on, and him and his wife joke a lot uh, that. One of them is a stoic, the other one writes about stoicism, <laughs> and the joke is he you goes, know, "She's actually living it. She's the one that it just comes natural. That's her. That's her demeanor, personality. She has that resilience and that mindset." He's the one that's almost super fascinated by it because it's a whole lot of work for him. It's almost like the le- the, the less talented athlete makes a better coach because they've had to learn all those things themselves, uh, so they know what it's like to get. Get, get there versus someone like a Michael Jordan where it's like, what do you mean? Like, you can't do this. It comes natural. So it's almost better that you're someone that's learning it and has to go through it and isn't the best. It, it, teach, it helps you teach it better.
1: 100%. And I wanted this to be like this. This I wanted things to be happening in real time. Like I want to see, you know. So we're getting ready to have somebody come on and talk about like our relationship with technology. I struggle with my relationship with technology. Um, and, and so to go through these things in real time, um, and then we're, we're getting ready to do our second digital fast, right? So for 30 days, we're going to try and get, try, we're going to get rid of all of these things that kind of just monopolize our time. And, uh, and I'm nervous, I'm nervous because this one's going to hit me hard. Like this is going to be the exact kind of stuff that I'm, I know I'm going to struggle with. So I never wanted to come at this from the, from the point of view, like, Hey, I got this thing figured out. I got this thing licked and I'm going to, I'm going to instill my wisdom on you. Um, I, the, all of this is, is, uh, playing out for, for me just as much as that it is everyone else. And like I said, there are a lot of the people that are, that are, have buy-in on this way more in touch with, uh, like the way habits affect their life. Um, I, I say, I've said to my wife before, I'm like, I'm just, and in certain things, like I, we have this, we, and this probably comes over from the, from the athletic brewing side too, is like we have amazing ultra running athletes. I'm not an ultra runner. I mean, I run, but I'm not an ultra runner. But I have these people that, that are part of this thing that inspire me way more than, than I know. It's it's on the flip side. Uh, yeah, I don't even know where I'm going with that. I, I, get, I get what Ryan Holiday's saying for sure, though.
0: I look at the ambassadors and think, <laughs> I, I think I do something when I go for like a three-mile walk around my, nature, my neighborhood. Or like I hiked last night. And it's flat, you know, it's Florida, you know, I'm walking around in the woods. It's the middle of the night though. And so I'm like, all right, you know, doing, doing something here. And I, I look at my phone technology, uh, pull, pull, it, see the ambassador group. And someone ran like 200 miles and climbed like half a million feet of elevation. And I'm like, okay, maybe I, what am I doing here? Why am I the one that's supposed to be encouraging this community to, to be active and live this lifestyle?
1: Yeah. But, but again, you know? it's, it's bigger than us, right? Like, uh, that group that athletic has built and there are so many things that i've i've mirrored or tried to uh, uh on the way that you've guys have done things listen mason i'm gonna put it out there you the fir- you're the first person i called when we talked about an ambassador program right like you i was in a hotel somewhere and you were talking to me about um you know the ambassador program and, and how athletic does things and you guys have been amazing about building this community uh and you see him. I mean, people are interacting. It's, it's, it's. I think it's, a, it's an awesome thing. I mean, this isn't just an athletic hype thing, but it's, it's been a big part of my process, both personally and COH wise. So, uh, I, I get what you're saying. T- listen, Taylor Spike. R- r- you know, he runs like the Coconona 250. I remember that episode? And he wears and he wears uh, COH stuff all the time. Um uh, So, <laughs> I'm like, man, I don't even know what we do to deserve that. Like, that's. That's cool.
0: <laughs> we do a rapid fire segment, and I kind of have a long list for you because there's a few extra things I want to know. You want to jump into that? Let's do it. Okay. All right. And and some of it's going to have to do with podcasting because, you know, two podcasters get together. We got we to gotta talk shop a little bit. But, you know, you've had a lot of awesome guests on uh, Consequence of Habit. Who Who has been maybe one of the most memorable recently or someone that just quickly comes to mind? People ask me the question all the time. For mine, it always changes. It just kind of depends on recent guests, what I've been thinking about lately, what what's been something that's been that really got you recently, and why. Who was it? What were they talking about? Let's take a quick message break and hear from the folks that help make this show possible. That is
1: plenty of that for now.
0: Let's get back into the episode.
1: Uh, the one that always stands out is I had a conversation with um, General Greg Martin, who was the president of the National Defense University, and uh, he told a story of, of being called into his boss and, I, and his boss's office, and I want to say his boss was like, "I might be screwing this up," but I think it was the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs Staff, and and he was suffering with some. Mental Ill- illness and didn't know it. And he's, and he's this, his boss said to him, says, Greg, I love, I love you like a brother, but uh, you got to retire. You, you have to leave today or you're fired. And I think that one really stands out to me because this is a, this is a two star general talking to uh, a guy who was a low ranking, like I got out at a, at a low rank and exposing some, some vulnerabilities uh, to me, also a stranger. And, and, hence to the, uh, and hence to the world of, uh, one of the most traumatic, uh, difficult things in his life. Um, and I, and I thought, I found that so incredibly brave of somebody who's looked at in a certain way for his entire career. You know, we're talking about a West Point graduate. We're talking about just a, just somebody groomed to be a leader and, and then willing to open up about, uh, their, their own experiences. And then other than that, Taylor Spikes episode again, that was one of the very first episodes and it was so heavy. I mean, I joked with mouse words. I'm like, man, I think I need a nap. Like I got done with it. And I was like, this was, it was just, um, uh, but I mean, I had Greg LeMond on, I'm a cycling fan. I had Greg freaking LeMond on the, the, I mean, I had a poster that dude in my room when I was a kid. Um, so there's, there are there. Yeah. There's tons of them that, that I look back and go, I can't believe that person said yes. And then, even more importantly, I can't believe the relationships, the people that I continue to talk to on a regular basis after having, having them on the podcast. And I'm sure it's something I had, listen, I had you on the, uh, you on the podcast and we, and just a couple of months ago, we were sitting around having a cold one together down in Florida. So
0: that's right. Non-alcoholic, yes. you know, of course, but yeah, we went and got some pizza. We were, yeah, you, you were in town. That's so crazy. Um, I know everyone and their mom has a podcast, it seems like, but the, there's a reason. There is very few mediums in today's world we could talk halfway across the country from one another, have an in-depth conversation about our feelings, about what motivates us, about how our lives have changed. You walk away from these conversations. You feel connected to people. You feel like friends because it, 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 there was no medium in, in a lot of ways before this to open up that quickly to someone you didn't know that was intended to then be shared with the world it's a really fascinating medium
1: it, it really is and, and i've had any beers with people uh like i've been on work trips and i've met up with people uh, that i've had on the podcast and and it, it really is an amazing experience um you know sometimes you know they what i forget what the number of people that you can really only be close with it's like some i don't know
0: 150
1: 150 so I get that some of those relationships fall away, but but it has definitely opened up that pool of 150 to to people that I never would have thought I, I would be talking to. So um, yeah, it's been been a pretty cool experience.
0: It's called Dunbar's number, by the way. It has to do with uh, like the 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 max number of people you can have a relationship with, like. But yeah, I guess a scientist called Dunbar. We've actually brought it up with building the ambassador program. Like, do we need to branch off every 150 or something? I, I, and there's a lot of organizations that use that number to say certain branches or arms can't be, get bigger than that because then it just you just don't know people. I think it's true. <laughs> uh, all right. So that was uh first one. So, all right. You've had a ton of people on, been some impactful people. What is your favorite daily habit?
1: I don't do it as much as I should, um, I did it right before we get on the podcast, uh, is is breathwork stuff. I do like a Wim Hof breathwork. I'll do a couple sessions of that. And that has been something that for me to find stillness in my mind, because it's all over the place most of the time to find some stillness. uh, I will do a couple rounds of some breathwork and feel grounded. Uh, Everything seems to slow down a little bit. And that kind of gets me in the right mindset for the most part.
0: I've been breathing my whole life. <laughs> um, yeah, heck, I've been doing it the whole time we've been talking.
1: You're multitasking. It's unreal.
0: No, I know what you mean, though. Do you have any hobbies that folks you don't often talk about or folks don't know about?
1: Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't talk too much about my own stuff. Um I love climbing. I bring my, my, my daughter climbs with me <clears throat> well, both my, my daughter and my son. But, uh, so I, I live in Delaware, so we're not, <laughs> we're not doing any multi-pitch big, big mountain stuff. It's all at a gym. Uh, but we, 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 we love the climbing. I grew up as a cyclist. Um, I don't know if I fall into that category anymore, but I love mountain biking. Uh, I grew up racing road bikes. Uh, I, listen, my dog's name is Merckx after Eddie Merckx. Uh, my son's name is Cadell after Cadell Evans. Um, so, or I should say, we just like the name. It's not after him, but it's weird. But uh, yeah, so I love cycling. You know, it just fitness stuff, man. So if it's trail running, uh, I'm still coming on back from an injury on that. I love, I love, um, uh, like I love lifting weights. This is probably something I do probably four days a week. I enjoy that. It's just kind of an outlet for me. Um, but yeah, I would say those are, those are my, those are my, uh, my hobbies. That's awesome.
0: Do you have a favorite athletic brewing beer?
1: free wave by by i mean there's other ones that some of the seasonal ones that come out and and i go man that's good but free wave's my staple like that is the one if i could just if i had that from from here on out i would be good to go and uh i'm starting to see it more and more locally here Uh, and cold right there's the other thing like i can get it and it's in a refrigerator so it's coming out cold which is which is nice there were times you could get it and and yeah, it was always in the back corner somewhere and it was warm. And, and so there was that process, but yeah, free wave. Oh, so soul, soul tower is also, if, 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 listen, I don't want to give athletic uh, any business advice, but if that doesn't become a staple um, you're missing out. <laughs> oh, it's so good.
0: Oh man. Yeah. We, we are. I think it is coming out again soon, like earlier or, or, or multiple times a year so. I mean, it, it's a very popular one. They, they nailed it with that one. And the cause is awesome. Last question. And I get you to go on every can of beer it says brew without compromise but we believe kind of like what the pursuit of uh the consequence of habit that you're on you got to live without compromise it takes not just one domino in your life to get rid of you know one neg- negative habit but work on them all so to pursue anything well you got to live without compromise what does it mean to you to live without compromise
1: oh mason that's deep <clears throat> I've heard you ask other people this and, and I, I swear they have a canned answer. Uh, like they'd prepared for this uh, more than, than I have. I've said about change um, that a lot of my habits that I, that I used to do compromise me from being this version of myself that I, that I wanted to be. Right. Um, so the word compromise has come up a lot uh, for me to live without compromise is is to hold yourself to a certain standard um, and, and then set up the environment to follow through on that. Uh, I want to be careful because uh, I know personally, I failed at that before, right? You hold yourself to a certain standard and, and maybe you don't reach it. But the, the without compromise part to me is that endless struggle of, of going towards it. Uh, knowing like, hey, this is where I want to be. And I'm going to, I'm going to F up. I'm going to mess it up sometimes. But at the end of the day, I do the next right thing to move forward towards that, that direction. Uh, uh, And that's where, I don't know if if not quitting is, 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 is the uh, living without compromise, but, but just continuing that grind uh, with the acceptance of of, of two things. It's going to suck sometimes. And, and you're not always going to, you're not always going to succeed, but, but just keep grinding towards, towards that, uh, that, whatever that goal is.